Have you been looking for your keys to success? You have found the best place to start. We will hear from professionals on different keys to success in building huge careers in and outside the mortgage industry. These conversations that each person will share their experience will allow you to hear nuggets on finding your keys to success. I'm your host, Sue Meitner, so let's get started and grab your keys. I am super excited to have uh, Kristen Morgan on this podcast with us. She definitely grabs all of her keys all of the time, every day. I mean, Kristen, we met almost four years ago, and I was super amazed with you are a rock star mom, rock star mortgage person, rock star branch manager. How on earth do you do it all? And you're a super rock star friend to coming to us from Georgia. I can't wait to get started. So um, thank you so much for being on here. Yeah. Go ahead. I said, it's my honor to be here. I'm happy to be here. Oh, you are amazing. I'm going to jump right in and say, how did you get in this crazy mortgage world? How did you become a crazy mortgage professional? Yeah. So, I mean, I love telling this story because it's just so random, <laughs> but I worked in a, a credit union for nine years. So I was there in retail banking, like a branch manager. I was in the vault. Like I did everything you could think of inside of a bank, a, bra- a credit union. And one day I just went to lunch and I was sitting there and I thought to myself, I wonder what it would take for me to do mortgages. And I called someone I knew who was in this business and she was like, oh, you have to take these 20 hours and then you do this. And I went home that night and told my husband, like, hey, I, I think I'm going to do try this. And he's like, OK, and took the course in five days, went um, and passed it. And then it was the rest is history. Like when Pat took the state exam and passed it the first time and was like, all right, what, do we, what next? So it was just a random thought. Is it anything that you could have imagined being a mortgage person being or being in the real estate industry being? Not at all. Like when I first started in this, it's like, oh, I just want to close, you know, maybe two or three loans um, a month. I just want to be able to like help, you know, contribute to my family. And now it has literally been amazing. Like when I first came in, I just didn't understand fully what it took to do this job day in and day out, but I was ready for the challenge. Like after being in banking and being forward facing with people for so many years and looking at people's finances and loans and all the things, but it has been so rewarding. It has been so rewarding in just a different way. And I just love it. Yeah, what do you find your passion or your love is in the mortgage industry? How do you get up every day and go do mortgages? Honestly, I love being at the finish line. <laughs> I told people, I said, my whole business is designed around me being able to go to closings and being at the finish line with people. Of course, I come in, I help do all the initial things. I'm extremely knowledgeable about guidelines and how to structure loans. And I'm not one of those loan officers that doesn't know anything, you know, but um, I'm extremely knowledgeable about the process and how to get a loan closed. But my favorite thing is showing up at the end and just celebrating with my clients and agents. Right. What do you feel your three keys to success of having you be the rock star that you are has really catapulted you to the next level? What are your three keys? So number one is resilience, like being resilient 
just in life will take you so far. Like for this business, you definitely have to be resilient because if you're not like the first time something goes wrong, it'll take you sideways. You know, like there's a lot of moving parts when you're trying to work to get a loan all the way to the closing table. And resilience is like the number one thing that has gotten me up pretty much every day when things go right, when things go wrong, like it just, it's the thing that drives you to keep doing it day in and day out. Right. And I think that you can say that resilience is being a mom too, that mm -hmm. you have to be resilient with, I mean, you're, you have three girls that you're raising and you're instilling resilience in them and they has see their mom doing it all and keeping yep. it all together when possibly we're not keeping it all together. <laughs> <laughs> we're pretending to keep it all together. <laughs> That's what's happening. That's what works is pretending. But yeah, no, that resilience is key just for life. Like I think even outside of this job, any job that you do has its highs and lows. And so, you know, when you are working, you just want to find that balance of being able to know like, hey, when things get hard, you just keep moving forward. You don't just give up. A lot of times people, it's so easy in today's world for people to just give up. Like they don't um, understand the power and the value in just day after day, trying hard and working hard, not killing yourself. Like that's a totally different thing. Like not drowning yourself in all this craziness, but I mean, true, just genuine, Hey, things didn't go the way that I expected, but now I've got to move forward. And I teach this concept to my girls, what I call head up and eyes forward. Like you mm -hmm. keep your head up and your eyes forward at all times because life is going to keep coming at you no matter what. I'm stealing and that. I, I, I've been teaching my children this for years and I tell a lot of women, <laughs> head up and eyes forward. Keep yeah. moving. Life is going to keep coming. You got to keep moving. And so resilience is my number one thing. My number two thing is vision having vision. Um, I always tell another thing that I teach in groups and just in my friend groups is that I can only teach people by the clarity of my example. Like I can say a million things to people. They only watch what they see. And so I can only teach people by the clarity of my example. And in this world, especially when you're dealing with people's personal finances, you got to have vision. You got to know what it is that you're doing day in and day out and why. Like, I don't, you know, this, this is not an easy job. So, you know, this, right? Like, right. We know <laughs> this is not an easy job. Right. And so it is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> it, is not. it is not for the faint of heart. And what I know that and I'm about myself is that the vision that I have that every day I'm like, you know what? People have the right to have homes. People have the right to be able to be able to build, you know, generational wealth through real estate and through owning property. You know, like people who are working hard and they have done the right things, helping those people get to the finish line and start like starting that process for them is just huge to me. But I'm really clear about that. Like, I love it. So when you're first speaking to borrowers and even realtors that you're developing partnerships with, do you ask them about their vision? Mm -hmm. Do you ask them, you know, what they're looking for? Is that something that you ask them for clarity on? Yes. I always say, what are your goals? And I was like, because one of the things I'm looking to do is to figure out how to help you where it doesn't just serve you right now, but it serves you in five years.
because I believe in better and stronger families, meaning whatever we're doing today needs to be with two years, five years, 10 years in mind, you know, knowing that, and I do, I ask all the time, what are your goals? And if you buy this house, are you going to stay in this house for 10 years, five years, two years, what is the plan? But I do, and I ask them to clarify to me what it is that they want for their family. That's awesome. So you have um, resilience and mm -hmm. you have vision and you, um, exemplify those all the time, even yourself. What's your third one? Positive attitude. Gotta have a positive mental attitude. It's just like um, today in today's world, like it's tough out here, you know, between the pandemic, between all the things that people are seeing on a daily basis. It's easy. It, I mean, it can be so easy to get into a mental rut. And mind you, I am not exempt from that. Like I've had my moments, lows, you know, there are times where I don't feel like doing anything, <laughs> you know, but honestly, like I just make a choice. I find mantras. I find anything that speaks to me and I post it everywhere. Like in my bathroom, I have a little thing that says she believes she could. So she did. Um, I have a thing on my desk right now that says working, growing, succeeding together. Like I just um, just try to surround myself by positive thought processes so that I just don't get there. And I think the difference between someone who's successful and someone who just is just going day by day is the attitude, like the attitude you have about everything. Right. So you run a team. Um, how do you keep that team positive? Uh, we use quotes. Like we send each other images. We send each other some pretty funny TikToks too. To <laughs> My girls love sending me your TikToks. I'm like, I've seen it. <laughs> you know, um, we like we do. We kind of we stay in our group. We send each other anything we see that's motivational. We'll send each other quotes. I have an app that pops up every day. It tells me positive quotes about work, about life, about family, and I'll share it with them. Or if I see a video that I feel like really speaks to like just being positive or healthy, I send it to them. And then I'm always constantly reminding them that we are not trying to be perfect. Like if we're trying to be perfect, we're, we're in the wrong space, you know? And I'm just reminding them like, Hey, we're humans. We're mothers. We're allowed to have space and have bad days and good days and crazy days. We're allowed to do that. But I just love um, pouring in. And that's another thing too. I take the time to pour in. Like I take the time to know my girls personally, the ladies who work with me and anyone who works with me. Right. Uh, so that's, we just do it that way. And I think as an outsider looking in at your team and, and being, you know, having the pleasure of being your friend for a handful of years, you really give people permission to be themselves. Yeah. And by showing and sharing that resilience and that vision and that positive attitude, that allows all of us around you to feel okay being ourselves. Yeah. And that's a, that, you know, that's a great attribute to have because they feel comfortable and that's probably your realtors also and your part, your partners that you do business with feel comfortable and um, that, that speaks volumes for you too. Well, I hope so. I do. I really do believe in people being comfortable in their own skin. And like, I always tell people, even when I have really close friends that are married, I always say, I love you guys, but I love you individually, right? Like, right. I love this person as an individual and you as an individual, even though you guys are a married couple. But there's a reason I say that. It's because if people as a whole, as humans, we're flawed, right? We're not perfect. We do things, we say things. And so I never take sides. I'm a person that never takes sides about anything, you know? Mm -hmm. 
remain neutral through all things. But I do that because I really do believe that everybody has the right to have their own perception. They have the right to have their own feelings and they have the right to be comfortable in their own skin. They have um, their own voice and it matters. And right. so I think that that's something that I have. And I hope, gosh, I hope that I am really instilling this in my children to just love people right where they are because people are always going to have flaws. Like no one's ever going to be perfect. And so I do spend a lot of time just kind of letting people be in their own space. And I hold space for people too, when they're trying to figure out what that looks like for themselves. Right. I mean, I think that's also great. I mean, a lot of the time people are like, how do you do it all? Mm -hmm. And letting people know that we don't do it all. We mm -hmm. have helped to help us do it all. We, we, you know, do our best every single day and having a positive attitude. Sometimes we need to bring it back in and, and, you know, go get energy from other people. I know you call me, I call you, we call yeah. lots of different people and say, you know, I gotta be honest, I'm having a little bit of a bad day, but I need my positivity back so I can move forward. And I think that's so important to have women who empower other women to um, be themselves. And I, I think that that's just, something that we're hoping to bring to everyone because it's a big community out there and um and it's hard to keep it all together sometimes and keep a positive attitude so i do agree with you that positivity is is key and instilling in our children sometimes things can be bad but still let's look at the positivity of it you can know that even the bad things are blessings at times and yeah. getting there is difficult yeah. Well, and I think it's also really important, too, that like you create a tribe for yourself, like in this world and in our industry, you know, you're part of my tribe. <laughs> like you're just that's just the thing. Like I've, you've always been since I met you. <laughs> and I think that it's so important to have a tribe of people who really do understand where you're coming from, you know, like, you know, and one of the things is that I look at that and I go, you know, I could I have friends that do all kinds of things, you know, but I my tribe here in the market industry is like huge to me. You know, it just such, and I love the fact that I can have people who don't even work at the same company as me still within my tribe. Yeah. We're just looking to survive and help each other survive, you know? Totally. Totally. So when you, I mean, you've catapulted your business over the last four years and um, how do you feel that you've found people who um, are aligned with your vision and aligned with your resilience and aligned with your, you know, keys um, to work with and grow that business. How, how do how do you find those people to develop those relationships with? Well, I mean, honestly, like I tell people all the time, my whole entire team is built on strengths and weaknesses. And so what I did is from the very beginning, once I decided I was going to start a team, whatever I was weak at, I found somebody who was strong at it. And so I've just taken time to figure that out and be honest, like being honest about what my weaknesses are, what other people's weaknesses are and being like, hey, this is not a bad thing that you're weak here, but I'm going to find someone else to fill this void or fill this spot for us. But I think that I'll be honest, like I haven't always made the best decisions. You know, it has been trial and error. Like I've hired people and it didn't work or and then I've had people who will be with me hopefully until I retire and maybe right. then on, you know, but I think that I do take time to understand people where they are in their lives, understand where they are in the season of their lives, but then also knowing that they want something more for themselves. Um, I recently met with a woman who's not in the mortgage industry and she wanted to know, she's like, how do you pick people to work with you? And I said, well, I'm looking for people I can change their life. 
And she's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, I mean, like really change their life. Like somebody who thought that they probably could not have a career doing X, Y, Z. I find that person. And if they have the right skill set, I bring them on. You know, one of my um, girls right now, she just had her first baby. And she was my favorite waitress at the Mexican restaurant that we go to all the time. And now she's here. So I'm retiring leave now, but she's <laughs> here learning to be a junior loan partner. And young woman and she's going to have a career now, you know, if she chooses that for herself, but you know, forever, for however long, but that's something that I'm looking to do is help change people's lives because then you can help them align with their greater purpose too. Cause it's not just to work. Like their right. greater, life is not just about working, you know? Right. No, I totally agree. And it's a great feeling when people come to you and tell you, you've changed my life. Yeah. You've made my life better whether that's in business or personal. I mean, we have the great honor of giving people the homes of their dreams when people, when they don't even know that it's possible. And when people turn to us and say, oh my gosh, I never thought this was possible. You made this possible. It's a great, it's a, it's a blessing. I love one of the reasons I love my job is simply because of that. It gives you such satisfaction to give somebody the keys to their house um, and tell them that they are going to build wealth and they are going to be okay. And always be that person for them over the course of their lives. And what I find great pleasure in is having the people who I did their first mortgage or their second mortgage, their third mortgage, when their children come back, now I'm totally dating myself and give <laughs> and get their mortgage through me. It's super fun because they were like these tiny babies and now they're, you know, 20 somethings buying their house. And uh, I just think that's, that's so great. And they're instilling their precious you know, precious gifts to me by letting me, you know, help them with that journey. And, and I know you feel the same way on that too. Yes. I love it. Like I've just now started entering the phase where I've had repeat buyers, like they bought a house when I first started or like within the first 12 months of me starting and now they're buying another house right now. And so that's been super rewarding as well and watching people's families grow. So like, I love connecting with all my clients and staying connected and going through these journeys where people who have had infertility um, struggles, watching them have their first child and being able to show up after that, like those things I live for. It's, I call it, um, I feel like my big purpose in life is to help people turn their lights on, like the internal light to see their potential, to understand that this life is a beautiful opportunity to see and do a lot of things. But I love watching families grow. Yeah, that's great. Um, it is watch- great. I do. I do. I love it. So your slogan is there's no place like home. It is. How did you come up with that? And why <laughs> is that so special to you? Okay. So I think that it's totally, all my things are always random and I'm okay with that because I think that it's all divine, like all divine intervention. But so red's my favorite color, always has been. Like I could go back a hundred years. I wore a red dress to my senior prom, you know? And um, I wore these red high heels and I was going into a closing. And of course, this I was walking down the sidewalk and this lady rolls down the window and said to me, I love your shoes. That's like Dorothy, like there's no place like home. Well, the fun thing is like she had zero idea that I was going to a closing, but I was like, oh my gosh, I can use that. And it just took off from there. Like I started, you know, I got a logo created and um, I'm, I cannot wait to show this at Freedom Club, like the evolution of my <laughs> logo for the last four years and what's brought me to my brand today. But um, that, and then I really do, like when you sit around and think about those words, there's no place like home, it's true. 
Like it's absolutely true. And so I loved it. And so we just kind of started this voyage. I wear red high heels to all of my clothing, all of my things. Um, and I give people a sign that says there's no place like home. And then the only thing I ask them to do is like write your favorite quote or scripture on the back. Right. And we just, I have over 300, 300 of those signs at people's homes right now. And everybody, they're part of that tribe. Like they're part of the, there's no place like home tribe. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, who do you admire? Okay, so I thought long and hard about this. <laughs> and I wish that I could say there was one specific person. Like, of course, we all have someone we look up to, right? But to be honest, my answer for this is that I admire and not to minimize or diminish anybody who does not work. But I really admire working moms because mm -hmm. I know how tough it is and how everything hangs in the balance, how the weight of the world is always on your shoulders. And God forbid you have something abnormal, like a child that has an illness or, you know, a child that's having struggles with their mental health. Like the weight of the world sometimes feels like you're on you. And when you're trying to work in balance and be a wife and sometimes not a wife or being a partner, it's just hard. And I just admire the women who show up day in and day out and just do it day and time and time again. I know there are times they go home and they cry. I know there are times they feel like their whole world is caving in and they want to give up, but they don't. Right. And I love that so much. And I just admire working moms. I do. Right. Well, that's, I mean, that's fantastic. And, and that whole group of working moms, I mean, I'm a working mom, you're a working mom. And to having that, there is no such thing as balance. I always say there's never a balance. You can't be perfect at home and be perfect at work. And really, there's no such thing as being perfect at all. We're just all struggling to do our best with a positive attitude every single day. And um, but I I do admire every working mom also because it is it is a, it is fun every day. Yeah. <laughs> I used to say that my house when my children were younger because you got you know I have an eighteen yeah. and a twenty one year old kids are big like a three ring circus. Yeah, <laughs> and we never knew what circus animals would be at the house at any given point. In time. Yeah. yeah, like yesterday I started the day and my youngest daughter had a low grade fever. Like I. Yeah the office her allergies are bothering her and it's right. something that happens every year but I kept her home and she drove me crazy all day long but <laughs> you know, like, I wasn't planning for that to happen and of course it's the one day my husband goes to the fire station like she's not feeling well but it's just I wasn't planning for my day to be like that but I have such an incredible support team like the ladies who work with me and just my realtors and my clients are just always so amazing and you know where we work at success mortgage partners is just like the unyielding love and support is always fantastic too. It is always fantastic. And we're going to be taking some questions. So if you, anyone has any questions, you can just put it in the comments and I'll read off them. So um, we have one question and then I'll go back to my questions is, what is something you think working moms could do to feel more present at home? Ooh. Um, so I am still learning to do this, but set real true boundaries. Like anytime you feel that, like after hours, when you start feeling that and somebody's texting you and you feel like you don't want to answer it, that's because there's a boundary being crossed there. And like being able to set those boundaries is so important. I even went out and got a second cell phone. Like my yeah. and my family have access to a, a phone that's completely separate from work because my children were calling the office asking who was picking them up from school because I wouldn't answer the phone because I was on phone call, you know? And, um, 
just setting those boundaries, I think would help a lot. And I will tell you, I've been learning to, um, seriously, when I get have like get home before I go in, taking 60 seconds to just breathe and sit quietly, like 60 seconds and learn to go, you know what? I'm making a choice to be present in the, in these next hours and just kind of slowing the world down from a breathing standpoint. I think when you can close your eyes and acknowledge your breathing in your presence that you can go, Oh wait here, I can be present in a different way right. being on autopilot basically. Right. Well, I have a seven minute drive from my office to home. And when my children were younger, when they would, I would come in and have to ha be handling questions that they were firing off at me. They would say to me that I was not acting like their mom, but I was acting like their boss. Mm. And it was because of a different tone. So I really had to make sure that I changed the hat yeah. from, from manager hat to mom hat so that it was a different, different yeah. and having that 60 seconds of presence would have been, would have been great. So I definitely think taking that, those deep breaths, knowing that you're going into a different environment that's going to need you differently yeah. um, is super important. Uh, how would, do you recommend keeping strong relationships with clients? Um, actually care. I mean, not to say that you don't, but taking the time to really figure out who they are and their space and then caring about it. Like I building rapport with clients is like my, the thing that I'm good at. Like if someone's like, Hey, what's your number one function for your job? Mine is always going to be building that rapport and trust and building relationships with clients and agents. But I do think it is a matter of just learning people and then knowing what makes them tick and then pouring into that. Like, you know, like all of my clients who have new babies, they know how much I love babies, but I send them all little red slippers, even the boys. Like, Oh, I love one. that. Yeah. So I do little touches of things. Oh, and this is something I feel like is important. Whatever you feel like your heart says for you to do for someone, or when you have a really cute idea or you want, do it. Do it. If I, I always tell people, this is my new thing, telling people, if you're seeking or looking for validation, I'm going to validate you right now. The little small things that you want to do that you think will make a difference, they will. So when you have those ideas, do them. Like I send little baby red baby shoes to clients who are having new babies because it's just cute. You know, like they all know it's super cute or um, just like knowing like somebody gets a promotion or you see something or I had a, a beautiful client of mine, her mother passed away and I sent flowers. Like it's just small things like taking the time and connect with them on Facebook, on social media and just watch and applaud them and watch them go through life so you can celebrate them. Yeah. I love all that. What do you do for yourself? What's some things you do for yourself for Kristen? Ooh. Ooh. Um, I spent a lot of time listening to audiobooks or listening to podcasts and meditating. I do do a lot of that, but for fun, I like to go to the spa. Like, I was going to say, <laughs> I think that you like a lot of spa treatment every now and again. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't go like, I don't, there's nowhere really good around, like directly around me, but if I had a choice, so, like they're like, Oh, what do you want to do today? It's always going to be good at spa. I love getting massages, like love getting massages. And I love going and like spending hours in a, uh, in a, a spa, just, chilling out and hanging out. Yeah. I love brunching with friends. Yes. It's mm -hmm. like my most with mimosas. So we're yeah. going to do that sometime soon. Um, how do you build a clientele? Um, this person saying, Cassie saying, I'm a new loan officer to the industry and came from selling cars. Like how can she make that transition? 
So I think that figuring out who you're going to be in this space is the number one thing, right? Like for me, I am a video making red high heel wearing positive motivation girl. Like that's my thing, right? And so now that I've kind of figured out who I am in the space, because for, you know, it wasn't always like this in the beginning, like I've evolved into this, right? Um, now that I figured out who I'm in the space, I just like, I never stopped doing it. So once you can figure out who you are in the space, just never stop doing that. Like, I think that's the hard thing, but you transition, you're a salesperson, like being in car sales is just as difficult as being in real estate, this real estate world. Right, um, and most of the time people who buy cars buy houses. So lots of times your, your car contacts can be the people who can refer business to you. So yeah. find your niche and, and love on that niche. Yeah. It doesn't have to be realtors. It doesn't have to be financial planners, divorce attorneys. It can just be who your niche is that makes you special yep. and, and then make that grow. Yes. And, and that's the, the best part is that growing. Um, the next question that we have, these are great question guys. They really I love are. all of your questions. <laughs> I love um, that. Do you have a mentor? So technically, yes. So like I have, I've been through coaching. Sue is a mentor to me. Like when I need something, <laughs> I call Sue. I'm like, Sue, I need, a, I have a question. Um, <laughs> I have had some really great mentors. So I like along in my career, I think as you evolve in your business and in your life, like you have a need to find different mentors and have people who can pour into you. Uh, I have a really close friend of mine who's known me for a very long time. Her name is Bridget, who is a, what I, she's an anchor for me. And she always has been. So like when you are, and I, I hate using these words, but it's just the way we talk. But like when you're an alpha female, like, you know, I am when like, you're like a powerhouse, you do all these things, you have all these people you're trying to take care of, like finding an is important, you know, having somebody who can ground you is very important. But I think um, right now I have a, a woman who works in the mortgage industry outside of my company who is in my local area with me, who's been doing this for almost 20 years. And I get so much encouragement from her. It's crazy. <laughs> like, I mean, she just calls me and she's like, listen, like yesterday, she, I talked to her yesterday and she was like, listen, you know, this market's changing. You got to do this and you got to, I'm like, I hear you, I'm doing it, you know? And it's just, she's been a really great mentor to me right now. So right. I And how are you handling things in the changing market? Um, it's definitely an adjustment, right? Like, I don't, I think that the biggest thing that we're struggling with though is like inventory, right? Like people and having to constantly advocate for your clients who are great buyers. So I think that like right now, I think there's just an adjustment period. It's what I call like the initial shock, we're, well, the aftershock. You right. know what I mean? When an earthquake happens and there's these after these aftershocks, I feel like we're in the aftershock, like rates are going up, right? Like that's happened. But now we're dealing with the wave, the trickle effect that it has on the market. And you just got to be just in it every day and just keep fighting and understand you're going to lose some, you're going to win some. Um, understand that relationships are more important now than they've ever been because people need to trust you and trust that what you're saying is right. Right. Trust is trust is an, another key. Trust is trust. Um, and people use you when they know, like, and trust you. And everyone definitely knows and likes and trusts Kristen Morgan 100%. What is in the future for Kristen? Uh, you know what? Like, I have some really cool things that I've been working on for loan officers, some software that I think I'm really excited. Hopefully, we'll get it out the door this year. I've got that going on. 
But honestly, right now, I am really proud of myself for like, we've been traveling. I have a lot of travel plans coming up and I'm excited. I've not done that a lot in the past and I'm looking forward to spending some time with my girls during the summer. You know, we've always been busy with sports and things like that, but I have a daughter who has some some challenges, some health challenges, and we're trying to uh, learn to find the balance of what's important, really important in this right. world. And um, work is wonderful and I love it, but I think for my future, I plan to keep striving and not going backwards. I don't want to ever go backwards, but I think that right now it just looks a little different for me. Like what that looks like is a little different for me. Right. Absolutely. So, well, Kristen, it has been amazing having you on today and I thank you so much for being on Grab Your Keys. You definitely grab all those keys fabulously and are someone to look up to and your girls are super lucky and your family to have you be part of them. So um, everyone, thank you for being such great listeners and asking fantastic questions. And we have some fabulous people on our docket for um, Grab Your Keys. So stay tuned next time and grab those keys.